from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Couple of minutes after five, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, our five o'clock hour. Brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service techs. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Tom Barfield, Aaron Sexton in the uh, in the Allen Samuel Studios, and Ward White's down at Wings Pizza and Things preparing diligently for the uh, Scott Stewart show that's coming up at 6 o'clock over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Right now, though, we welcome in our good friend, our buddy, uh, Stephen Simcox from uh, from Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. Stephen, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Simon. I hope Ward's on his best behavior out there in the road. Well, you know, we and you know this because you know him well, and, and, and we do. We worry every time. Ward uh, Ward gets 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 out of McLennan County. We're we're a little nervous, but wow, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we just we just had to make that journey. Steven, start with Cal uh, in that football game. What what a great win for for the Frogs. Yeah, they held on. Uh, it was an interesting game, you know, going into it. I think to start the week, TCU was nine point favorites in Vegas. They ended up being eleven and a half point favorites before. Uh, the week was over with, and obviously Vegas doesn't do everything, but that's usually a pretty good indication of what you can expect in the game. Uh, but Cal came out early, and they were throwing the ball all over the place. Um, TCU turned the ball over a few times, found themselves down 12 nothing. I think it was encouraging that they found a way to, to fight back and win and, and hold on to that one, made a few first downs on offense late um, in a situation where they had to kind of put their foot on the gas and hold on to the football. So those are all big things. They end up you know, 2-0, and now they get a bye week before SMU. But uh, a closer game than I feel like people expected after Cal dropped their season opener to Nevada. But um, that's why you play the games, and, and at least the Frogs were able to find a way to win that one. Stephen, this offense seems like it's coming into its own, and one of the stars that uh, we've talked about quite a bit and we've seen up close and personal, Quentin Johnson, a big game for him on Saturday as well. A couple touchdowns. I uh, had one big touchdown allowing TC to retake the lead, kind of caught a little hitch pattern and then took it to the house. Yeah, we, we've discussed it before, Ward. I mean, he was a great player in high school. Uh, but there were times, to be honest, where uh, he just wasn't as involved as you might want him to be for whatever reason uh, there at Temple. So I wasn't sure what to expect when he got to TCU. But, I mean, he's really taking the reins and run with it. And five catches for 95 yards on Saturday. He's big. He's physical. Um, he definitely looks the part, and he's making things happen. It's exciting that he's getting this opportunity. And, uh, yeah, he's been a, a great player and a great weapon for them early this season and really showed it off on Saturday because he played only about a half in that opener against Duquesne. Stephen, we were just talking about it, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Baylor and Kansas in week three open conference play, so they're, they're opening this week. Everybody else, it's week four, with the exception of TCU, it's week five. Is that an advantage for, for the Frogs? I guess right now it is. I feel like they've, they've had some injuries, so getting an extra week off then playing one more non-conference game before you hit the conference schedule is big. I'm not looking at the schedule in front of me, though, but I feel like this is the last bye week for a while. So it's kind of uh, pick your poison, right? You get the bye week early, maybe you're able to get some guys back, be fresh for the start of conference play, but then do your guys sort of 
wear down a little bit in November or December. Um, but I, I do believe, you know, yeah, you get to feel out your team a little bit, try some different things, figure out who you are. Uh, hopefully you're pretty healthy and well-rested going into conference play. And that Baylor-KU game um, will be kind of fascinating because it is early in the year with two teams that you don't know a ton about yet um, on the road for Baylor. We'll, we'll kind of see how they handle it. But, uh, yeah, I think it's an advantage for, for TCU simply because they have some guys banged up and have a chance to get them back before they, they hit the stretch run of conference play. Stephen, how dangerous could this KU team be if Baylor lets them hang around? And I'm saying that they should run away with it, but there's possibilities there. But if you let a team that's playing with as much confidence as KU is right now, and it's been a while since they've had confidence, how dangerous can they be if you let them hang around? It can be. I mean, yeah, I like Jason Bean. I think he's done some nice things. And what I've seen from him, they were able to hang with Coastal Carolina better than I expected them to. And it's always hard going to Lawrence because uh, maybe there will be more energy there this week because it's one of Flypole's first season. It's still fairly early in the year. But it's just such a sleepy atmosphere there. Um, you know, the crowd's not really into it. And it, it's you're tempted to sort of sleepwalk through things, which Baylor can't do that. I imagine the coaching staff is trying to coach them up on that. Obviously, they have a lot to prove as well. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to let them hang around. I mean – it's a group with uh, some energy and enthusiasm right now. It's still pretty early in the year. Um, they do have one win, so you're not dealing with a, a team that's going to downcast yet. It would be nice if they could uh, pull away early and, and kind of get the, some of those younger guys from upstairs. Stephen, on Friday, uh, the uh, league introduced four new uh, four new members to the conference. What was, what was the general – general feeling around the TCU campus when it comes to Houston and, and Cincinnati and Central Florida and BYU joining the league? I think it's kind of split. Um, I feel like it's a really competitive and good football and basketball conference, and there are other fans that uh, were excited about it. I also know there's a group that sort of feel like it's going back to the Mountain West days in some ways because, uh, you know, they had some battles with BYU in the past. Houston has been a group of five school for a long time. Um, but, you know, we'll see how these like TV contracts shake out. But for me, I believe you're going to see good competitive football each week. And you have four new members that want to be there, that are excited about the Big 12. And uh, to be honest, like it's been a little while since there have been teams that have been sort of excited and gung-ho about being associated with the Big 12 Conference. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma – are taking their opportunity to leave. So maybe it brings some new energy to the league. I think there were some TCU fans that were hoping they might end up in the Pac-12. Uh, but I think Bob Bowles did a nice job given the situation. I mean, these are four programs that are sort of on the rise. Um, and if, if you're looking for just good football, I'm not sure you could have done better besides poaching somebody from another Power 5 league, which would be really tough to do. Bob Bosley did say that he may not be done, or the Big 12 may not be done adding some. Do you do you feel like that this conference has more room to grow and there are some other teams that would be enticing for this conference? Well, once, uh, once the two big dogs leave, that leaves more spots. And I know Boise State and Memphis have come up in discussions, uh, and that could be sort of in that same vein of, of the teams that you've just added. I think there's certainly room. I mean, they need to be aggressive. They need to be proactive. That, that's something that 
has been accused of, and I feel like it's pretty fair criticism, is that they're sort of waiting around and reacting to things. And, and that's, you know, the situation they're in right now, right? Like they're reacting to teams leaving their league and trying to scramble. So if, if you have a chance to go get somebody, um, then, yeah, go ahead and make that happen. But I, I still think there's kind of a cap on what you can do and what your, uh, you know, revenue and, and profit growth looks like if you add schools like Boise State and Memphis, even though, again, two good football programs that reside in those schools. We were talking earlier today, is 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 everybody done? I mean, is this thing kind of solidified now? Or could we see a team in this league besides Texas and Oklahoma depart for another conference? Well, I think you could definitely see somebody leave. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like there was a story – the Fort Star Telegram this week that alleged TCU and, and maybe another school were kind of close to, to moving on to the Big 12, or excuse me, the Pac-12. There's all sorts of rumors like that. The Big 12 is going to have to find a way to, uh, you know, stay proactive and keep, and keep schools happy. I think the one thing that's working for them right now is, you know, outside of Oklahoma and Texas, I feel like the rest of the league doesn't have some sort of superiority complex about the other teams, right? Like, I don't think TCU and Baylor feel like they're better than everybody else in the Big 12. I, I don't get that impression from Oklahoma State either. Uh, but if they get another opportunity, then they're probably going to explore it. So, um, yeah, it could it could shake out where, you know, somebody leaves. But I, I believe adding teams is a good step because it gives the Big 12 some stability and – that was what was lacking a few weeks ago when all this went down, when it looked like a sinking ship. It might still be, but it looks less like that today. So maybe they can keep everybody intact. Stephen, before the season started, we talked about in the middle of this conference, there's a lot of parity. After the first two weeks, do you still feel like that this conference is pretty close together in the middle of the pack? Oh, I definitely think so. And I'd say, you know, after seeing what happened with Iowa State and Texas in week two, it's probably even even more jumbled because I think those were two teams that people thought, okay, maybe they're slightly above sort of the the mess in the middle. But Iowa State gets steamrolled by Iowa. They made a change at quarterback. You know, we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. Texas also made a change at QB. I think there's some teams in the middle in the middle of the league that have had some uh, impressive performances, but not against great competition. So. I don't really believe we have a great read on anyone. Even Oklahoma, I think they're definitely the best team in the conference. But they struggled somewhat against Tulane. So I do think it's a pretty big jumbled mess in the middle, and we won't know until conference play starts who exactly is uh, is the best kind of in that second and third tier. Talking with Stephen Simcox, it is uh, Locked on Horn Frogs podcast. Stephen, we were uh... – discussing the Cowboys and kind of our poll question on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, by the way. Are the Cowboys a 9-plus win team or 9 or less uh, win team? Where do you see this team in 2021? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, nine's a good number. That sounds about right. I would I would say 9-plus because I, I – believe the NFC East is pretty weak. I know it was weak last year, but if everyone stays healthy, which is a big caveat, um, then the Cowboys can get to 10 wins. However, Lyle Collins being out for five weeks, 
makes things a lot trickier. Because we saw that line have some issues uh, on Thursday against the Bucks. That was without Zach Martin. He'll be back. But now you lose Collins. Terrence still really struggled last year. Uh, you have to find a way to protect Dak Prescott, especially if you're going to throw the ball as much as they did um, Thursday against the Bucks. So if they can't hold up up front, then that changes for me. But right now, I would say I, I believe they're a, a nine-plus win team. Um, I was fairly impressed with what they did against Tampa Bay. I know there's not moral victories in the NFL, but I think the combination of being able to force turnovers and that offense humming pretty well, that, that's a good combo moving forward. If they lose to the Chargers and start 0-2, are you still sitting on, on 10? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't jump ship immediately because you have a 17-game schedule now, but it's not a good sign. And and that's the, that's the tough thing about losing week one. It's like, okay, yeah, you felt pretty good about your performance overall. You'd love to find a way to win on the road. It didn't happen. But then now you got to go out to L.A. and Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. The Chargers are a young team with some promise. And that's almost like a must-win game in week two. So you got to find a way. But even if they lose, unless they just get drummed, uh, I think that's still a team that can get to 10 wins. Hey, uh, appreciate your time, buddy. What are you working on uh, on the podcast? What, what can we uh, check out? Yeah, you can find me anywhere you get podcasts, Lockdown Horn Talks. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. Uh, I'll have a roundtable discussion tonight with some other Big 12 hosts about the week that was in the Big 12 and the week upcoming, and then uh, bye week this week. But we'll be getting you ready for the battle of the Iron Skillet next week against SMU. Steven, as always, it's a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.